You're listening to episode 38 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Welcome to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, speaking to you from beautiful Nova Scotia, Canada. I think I just realized that I may have never actually told you where I'm speaking to you from. And if I have, then that's fantastic. If not, uh, I want to make sure that you can connect to where I am and where I'm speaking to you from. And I'm in Amherst, Nova Scotia, just uh, hop, skip, and jump away from New Brunswick. And it is a beautiful time of year here. So I had a wonderful thing happen to me today. I received a gift in the mail from a fellow equestrian and it made my heart so happy. Laura of the Badass Rodeo Company sent me a thoughtful card and a copy of her Barrel Racing is Life book and journal. The best part is you do not have to be a barrel racer to use and benefit from this daily riding journal. As you likely know, I'm a rainer, but I cannot wait to dive into this journal to help set my goals and give me my motivation heading into 2021. My absolute favorite part of this gift is that Laura found me on TikTok and reached out. She is just one example of the many amazing horse women and men that I've had the pleasure of connecting with online, and I'm so grateful that she reached out. I love the name of Laura's company, Badass Rodeo Company, and Laura seems totally badass herself, so I encourage you to check her out on her website, badassrodeo.com. Okay, so let's talk about another connection, predictably the one with your horse. Two weeks ago, on my last individual episode, I spoke about our need to increase self-awareness before diving deeper into how our awareness affects our horses. Today, I want to speak to you about a piece of the self-awareness puzzle that is vital and one of the biggest components to developing a connection with our horses. In your head, can you answer a question for me? Do you trust yourself? No, really. What is your heartfelt answer? Do you trust yourself? 
If yes is a resounding response to my question, that is amazing. This episode isn't necessarily created specifically for you, but hear me out. I can almost guarantee it will leave you with something to reflect on. If either a loud or quiet no came up for you, for whatever reason, I don't want you to get carried away in any shame or story surrounding it. I just want you to listen. Today, while I was working with a client, I could see the question marks in her body language as she worked with her horse in the round pen. Now, if I could see those question marks, there is a 0% chance her horse didn't. Actually, it was obvious he didn't because despite their strong bond and her good handle on him, she was struggling to communicate clearly with him. My lesson with her got me thinking of an article I read. I questioned if I should summarize it for you, but then I decided I would actually just read it to you. This article is totally worth hearing in its entirety, and I want to make sure the message of the authors comes through perfectly. What better way than to just read it to you? I sometimes get concerned that when I paraphrase things, I'm not really capturing the true essence and emotion behind someone else's words. And I feel like this is one of those situations where paraphrasing or rewording is not going to do it justice. On September 12th, 2019, the article titled Self-Trust and How to Build It, Stand Up to Your Inner Critic, was published on psychologytoday.com. The article was written by Linda and Charlie Bloom, authors of Secrets of Great Marriages. As I read this article, I encourage you to reflect on your own self-trust. Do not become distracted by your thoughts and drift into those thoughts and have them prevent you from taking in their message. Listen to learn and reflect. And then on my next solo episode in two weeks, we're going to dive deeper into how this plays such a significant role on how you show up as an equestrian. Okay, so get comfortable. Here is my reading of the article Self-Trust and How to Build It by Linda and Charlie Bloom. Self-trust is not trusting yourself to know all the answers nor is it believing that you will always do the right things. It's having the conviction that you will be kind and respectful to yourself regardless of the outcome of your efforts. The definition of self-trust is the firm reliance on the integrity of yourself. There is a difference between a life that is grounded in self-trust and one that is not. When we look at examples of people who are self-trusting, we find that they have clarity and confidence in their choices. They're interdependent, which includes healthy dependency, not overly dependent or hyper-independent. They speak with authority that comes from a deep place within, but are not arrogant. They are good observers and have cultivated the ability to learn from their experiences both the successes and the failures. Because they can trust themselves to not be punitive when they make mistakes, they can look openly at their experience without fear of self-punishment. If my agenda is to protect myself from external or internal recrimination, 
I am not going to be able to examine my experience because my primary intention is not to learn, but to protect myself. Regret undermines self-trust. The word recrimination has the word crime within it. Many people live with a lot of regret. Some people have the misguided notion that you should not have regrets. That belief causes them to have more regrets. It's human to have regrets. Only a psychopath or a person who is incapable of learning anything new will have no regrets. Regret itself is not the problem. What keeps us stuck in regret is the resistance to feeling the full depth of it. It's overwhelming when we don't have the inner resources to hold the magnitude of the remorse. There are plenty of means to learn from regrets and to forgive ourselves. The bigger the regret, the deeper the shame, and the bigger the opportunity. Just like being compassionate and forgiving for another person who may have harmed us, we can focus that same attitude towards ourselves. When we demonstrate that we have learned from a mistake, regret evaporates. Then, self-forgiveness and self-trust automatically occur. We are producing evidence that reflects the integration of what we have learned. Avoiding the inner critic undermines self-trust. People who have not learned to relate to their inner critical voice in a productive way will argue with it or comply with its indictments. When we buy into the negative voice, we diminish our self-trust. Trying to escape the inner critic and ignoring it by drinking or drugging or other distractions will empower it. The way to build self-trust is to relate to the inner critic and show it that it is taking a seed of truth and blowing it out of proportion. There are ways to get to know the critic by being curious about its nature. You could ask the questions, what is the inner critic? Where does it come from? What is its intention? What does it want from us? What is its agenda? What is its job? Is there any way other than adversarial to relate to it? How do we stand up to the inner critic? When we listen to the inner critic, relate to it, and educate it, we stand up to it. A positive shift in our relationship with the inner critic is possible. Being caught in the past or worrying about the future undermines self-trust. There are so many opportunities all around us that are missed. If we live in a consciousness of regret, we live in the past. If we are fearful of the possibility of future suffering, we are living in the future. While bouncing back and forth between the past and the future, we are missing the present. If we're not present, We can't learn and keep recycling through the same mistakes. As soon as we stop focusing on the future, we will feel anxious and vulnerable. Worry is an expression of an imagined defense to keep trouble away. When we are present, we may feel unprotected. The challenge is to cultivate the courageous heart that can tolerate increasingly long periods of presence. By cultivating tolerance for being in the anxiety for longer periods of time, we are not enslaved by fear and self-trust automatically grows stronger. When we are in the present moment, 
it is the ultimate protection. The paradox is that it seems like dropping the protection that worry provides is dangerous and puts us at risk. But the vulnerability of pure presence is the ultimate sanctuary. When we are fully present, there is no fear. Often the fearful mind kicks in saying, while you are not paying attention to all those things you should be concerned about, all kinds of dangers are looming. All kinds of problems need to be solved. All kinds of people are waiting for you to take care of them. Stop indulging yourself in this childish experiment and get on with life. If people see that you are not doing what you should be doing and planning for the future, they will have no use of you. The weight of the regret and lack of presence can crack us open in a way that we can no longer maintain our previous self-image and worldview. Learning to manage the inner critic will free up energy that is necessary to develop self-trust. Learning to stay present and coming into a right relationship with the inner critic work together to become a breakthrough for our salvation. These factors in combination are the beginning of an orientation towards a life where we welcome new insights. Now, no longer so fearful of being open and present in our life, the anxiety that robbed us of self-trust has been transformed to eager anticipation of future learning, and self-trust will now be our constant companion. Isn't that article just fantastic? As soon as I read it, I couldn't help but see the connections between exactly what they were speaking about, that inner critic and the inability for us to become present as a result and how it influences our work with our horses. When I watched my client work today, I saw her inner critic rob her of her feel and her timing. She is an intelligent and experienced horsewoman who maybe was able to teach me more than I taught her today. She taught me that The trust we seek with our horses starts long before we head to the barn. The times we say we need or want our horses to trust us more, we are actually saying we need to trust ourselves more. And our horses, I promise you, our horses, will be the first ones to show us when we have finally managed our inner critic and begin to show up for them presently. If I dive too deep into this subject right now, I know that it's going to become long-winded and I want to make sure that I do justice to this topic. So I'm going to leave it at that today and next individual episode, so that's in two weeks time, I'm going to go a little deeper into the subject of our inner critic and trust with our horses and how we can transform our relationship with our horses when we get truly honest with ourselves. All right, I want to say thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you feel so inclined, I would greatly appreciate if you left a five-star review. Those reviews help the show more than you can know. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will see you next time on the Take the Reins podcast.
Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Thank you.